You're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is a lamp and an ear from Mark chapter 4 verses 21 to 25. Thank you worship team. <clears throat> Okay, now is uh, 9.30, okay, and uh, I will have a short message today. Uh, I aim for about 15 minutes. Uh, if we're going to be, you know, late until lunch, uh, it's not because of me, because of the group that's going to testify. <laughs> uh, I, I gave them three minutes each, but I know the pressure of short for those who... You know, like me, you'd rather to speak a bit long, so I need timers, okay? And some of you told me that the timer stressed you out. So uh, maybe I don't use timer this time, okay? And I just uh, kind of look at you and, you know, and uh, you just uh, kind of uh, understand that your time is up. Three minutes each. Uh, to redeem the time, to save the time, maybe I just kind of give the names out. You remember the order. This is not the order important. It's just I feel that maybe a good flow, okay? And so after one um, uh, person shared, and then the next uh, come, just come up to save the transition. Because if I come up, a tendency, I will add another minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, so um, I'm, uh, I'm so excited to uh, have uh, uh, first Red, okay, then Freya or Uyin, second, Fat Ella, number three, Edgar, number four, uh, New is new here, is new here. Uh, so you is not here. So Ken, uh, then Edgar, then Ken, and then Felicia. Okay, so that order, Red, uh, Freya, uh, Fat or Ella, Edgar, Ken, Felicia. All right, you got the order, right? And um, now, um, <coughs> as you uh, listen to them, I think uh, you should... Um, listen to the heart of the Spirit, and I don't know what they're going to share, all right? And uh, some of the pastors, my, my fellow pastor overseas, they say, but it's risky. Uh, life is about risk. Uh, life is about risk, and, uh, and I know the older I get, I want safety than risky. Uh, my friend works in the area of the risk management. And uh, they, they always do all the calculation that need in financial uh, in the financial world that you need to do that. But this is a church of God. I will not need to do any risk management. Okay, so you feel free to share what the Lord has been uh, spoken to you, has been speaking to you, has has impact and 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 you know kind of touch you and bring uh, the word, the testimony out alive and. All the testimony glorify to Jesus and edify the church. Amen. All right. So, can you please help me to welcome Red as he's going to share first? Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm so pleased and honored to be in the presence of God together with the holy, most precious love of people of God. I mean, how about a round of applause for God for being amazing? Isn't it? He is amazing. Uh, it's, a, it's a really uh, a joy and uh, at the same time a privilege for be part of this family of God, New Life Church, meaning when we accepted Jesus Christ, that's a new life. And then you are a new creation. 
And the foundation class is really, really relevant in me as a Christian for about 20, 25 years or so. So we don't have the so-called foundation class, but they are so rele relevant. The good thing that I have learned for the past six weeks or so, I'm not sure about that one, is the, the, the being, being, being uh, oriented with the foundation. Really, the pastor mentioned that without the foundation of certain family, the foundation of building, the foundation of our belief, our faith is going to shake. There's a bunch of new age teaching out there. Don't worry, this is just only a minute and two hours of sharing. So <laughs> please bear with me. No kidding aside. Uh, just I mentioned, there's a bunch of new age philosophy and teaching there embedded with a little bit of gospel, and then everyone's just to believe that one. And without the foundation, everyone, it's easy for us to be persuaded. And this foundation class taught us two things which is the most two fundamentals of Jesus Christ mentioned. There are two uh, commandments that been, has been uh, uh, brought out into two. First, love your God with all your heart. We know, we know that one. Having this kind of foundation class, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a symbolism that we love God. When we love God, it's easy for us to read Bible. There's no struggle. When we love God, this is uh, just only uh, 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 an output, uh, a fruit that we love God. we easy, easy to, to pray. Easy to share the gospel of God. Even though there's a struggle around us because we love God. That's why Jesus told us we have to love God with all our hearts. And the secondly, we have to love people as we love ourselves. When we love people, there is no struggle by pastor love that, oh, come on, we have to attend every Sunday. Because we love God, that's why, oh, I'm going to sleep early. I'm going to wake up early because I love God. And I love the people that surrounds me and that keep on my fire blazing. That's the reason why we are here, not just to, to compare each others. We're, we're here to, to strengthen one another, to encourage one another, not to turn down. Gospel is really, really simple. Really, really simple to love God with all your heart. And the foundation class really helped me to remind how important this foundation. That's why if we a little bit shaking up, shaken a bit because of the struggles, the, the, the challenges that life brought us, try to go back with the foundation, the basics of life. It's really important. That's the reason why when I start the foundation class, I really realized, oh, I have to go back with the foundation, the basics. That's why thank you, Pastor Lap, and all the, 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 the leadership of the New Life Church for giving us the opportunity to share again this foundation class. For those who doesn't uh, uh, attend those completed uh, uh, class, please, you can download that one. It's really helpful. Really, really helpful with the, the, with the combination of, of the gospel that you not get persuaded with other gospel around us. Thank you so much. And I'll be, I'll, uh, I am blessed and I am honored to be part of this new family of Christ. And hopefully you're going to stay a bit more here in church. Thank you so much. Have a great one. God bless everyone. To God be all the glory. Good morning, everyone. So I'm really blessed to be here to share with you only one thing. Yeah, even though I have a million things to say, but Pastor said clearly only one thing <laughs> that I have learned through the foundation class. So the thing that hit me the most was that we cannot make anyone become Christian. And it was like, oops, sorry, God, like reflected on that. I have been like, arguing and debating with a lot of non-believers about God, like, okay, a little bit about my background before knowing God. I was, like, really passionate about sharing my knowledge about science 
to prove that God doesn't exist. And after knowing God, I was like, yeah, now I know the truth. I'm going to defend God. So <laughs> I just went around and debated with unbelievers about God to prove that he exists. Yeah, I was really foolish. So after God was leading me, going through so many conversations like that way, I came to understand that it's not how I suppose I'm about to share with unbelievers about God, right? So I would like to share some of my personal experiences. So, okay, on Monday, like uh, on my work on Monday, normally I always ask my colleagues a question, really simple question. What did you do over the weekend? Like just really simple, what did you do? And then they said blah, blah, and then they also asked me back, so what did you do? How was your weekend? So I was like, oh, I went to church on Sunday, and if we have time, like, I share about my testimony. Like, real little thing like that, we can bring a message of hope. And I remember on the day I was going from District 7 to District 3, um, I got a chance to chit-chat with Grab driver. So I asked him, like, oh, so... How was your day? What's your working hour? Like really simple question. And then I was like, oh, today is Sunday. Did you go to church? So, you know, really simple thing like that. So we started talking about God and I just sharing my testimony. So I came to understand that, you know, sharing the gospel, the message of hope is not that difficult. Like we don't need to get into a heated debate, you know, to prove that God exists, but just simply sharing about our life. So last but not least, I want to share about, like, my testimony about my, oh, a lot of things to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so basically, after talking to a lot of people of Fulbright University, the university that I'm attending, I came to understand that the reason why I am here, the reason why I got back to Vietnam to study here, because that's not what I wanted. Fulbright is not my dream school. But I understand that we got a mission to do, I got a mission to do, and I understand that I will be blessed here to share about God, because I have seen and tasted the goodness of God. And I cannot stop sharing and talking about God, right? So. Just like Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 29, he said that even though I don't want to talk about you, I cannot do that because your word is like fire shut up in my bones. And I'm wary of holding it. Indeed, I cannot. And I was like, yes, Lord. Even though I don't want to talk about you, even though I don't want to be there at Fulbright, I cannot stop talking about you and I cannot wait to be there to talk about you. Thank you so much. Good morning, church. Hello everyone, my name is Ella. This is the first time I stand here to share, so I'm quite nervous. <laughs> and I'm sorry if my English isn't good. Yeah. First of all, uh, I want to say thank you, our Father, who gave me an opportunity to know him. And thank you, Pastor and friends, for welcoming and supporting me 
year during the past time about foundation class. For me, each foundation has a particular meaning and fair lesson embraced upon me the most. Because um, I remember I read that fair is central to our life in Christ. And Hebrew 11, 6 said, sorry, I cannot remember full, so I can read. Okay. <laughs> and without fair, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yes. And in my case, now I'm a seed. I'm on the way to seek him. God is guiding me. I believe my seed will become a tree. And I pray our fair tree will grow, has bloom flower and have fruit. Fruit is like the grace gift that God gives to us when we keep praying with hope, patience, love in him, and wait for a day we can meet him in the kingdom of God. That's my thoughts. And how about you guys? Please share. I'm willing to listen to you, and thanks for your attention. Thank you. Pray for Ella, Fat Lord, you just pray the Lord as she you have granted her the measure of faith. Our Lord, as a seed, Lord. And may that Lord in this community as she connect, as she learn, Lord, may that your Lord you you make her faith grow, Lord, and the faith grows that that continue to abide in Jesus as they, she experience you personally, not out of peer pressure, not out of community pressure, but simply acknowledge there's the God of this universe, there's Savior in her life. And Lord, just pray that, Lord, she will get to know you uh, intimately. And Lord, as she journey uh, through this, this, this life and with the community, Lord, I just pray that she will experience firsthand the power of your spirit and the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Uh, next one. Interesting. Um, good morning, church. Uh, what a blessing it is to be here among fellow saints. Um, um, and I just want to also say that the foundation class was a real blessing. I've been a Christian for quite a few years myself as well, but um, you know it was really good to refresh on basic on basics. And um, as Pastor said, we only could share one thing. So yesterday I had to draw one of those brackets, one of those tournament brackets where you eliminate one thing until you get to the final. And the and then I asked God, like, what should I share about? And then a song came on, which was about the topic. And then I thought, maybe I failed the class after all, because pastor said, don't look for signs. Don't look for signs. Like, God, what should I talk about? And then a song comes, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's what you should talk about. <laughs> um, so anyway, what I want to talk about is something very, very basic, but um, something that I've, as a Christian for over half of a year, half of my life, I've almost kind of failed to grasp fully. And that's the grace of God. And uh, the, um, it's really hard to comprehend it, to be honest. Like, it's simple in its terms, but it's hard to grasp the height, the depth, the, the length, the width of it. And uh, first of all, it's a free gift. 
And uh, sometimes we think of free gifts like a little kind of brochure someone gives you, and we, we don't think it as life-changing. Like, it doesn't change our life. Someone gives you something nice, and you think, oh, thanks very much. But we sometimes don't think about a cost that was behind it. Um, and it's indispensable. It's absolutely essential for us, the grace of God. Uh, I don't know about you and your Christian walk, but yesterday I was thinking about the, the story of prodigal son. Um, and I found myself to have been both. I have been overly legalistic at times. Uh, I've been an older brother who looked down on other people sometimes on uh, going to church and seeing how, you know, other Christians act and being like, oh, these guys, like, I'm more righteous than them. Like, that's been my kind of, you know, thought process at times. And at times I've been really low and thinking I'm not worthy of God's love and God's acceptance. And... Uh, and the father's loving arms have always been there. It's like that end of the story where, you know, the prodigal son run. It's not actually the end of the story, but where the son run and the father embraced him. And that's how I feel every time. That's what grace reminds me of every single time when I return to God. Um, that's why I think grace is like the kind of like what I call equalizer. It puts you in your place. <laughs> you cannot be too high and you cannot be too low. You're right where you are supposed to be. Um, yeah, because Ephesians 2.5 actually says, before it says, what God, like, giving us grace, it actually says, all of us were dead. Like, all of us were dead, and he resurrected us. No one was more alive or kind of different levels of sickness or something like that. All of us were dead, and God resurrected us. So I think that's a simple message of gospel as well, that we are all more sinful than we dare to even imagine, but we are more loved than we could ever dare to hope. And that's just such a liberating and a beautiful thing to, to think about that, you know, God loves us so much and, and it takes the pressure off and it also changes how we see people, how we see not only fellow saints in our church, but how we see everyone on the street as well. Like, none of us deserve anything, yet God has brought us in his family and, and surrounded us with fellow people as well. So I'm just so grateful and I pray that may we never stop learning and understanding and may we truly one day grasp the, the weight of grace, the, the beauty of grace. That's my hope. Thank you so much. Usually the first thing I do when I stand in front of a group is I take off my glasses. One, it makes all of you very blurry so I can't see you and it makes me less nervous. <laughs> but today it has the other purpose in that I can't see pastor waving me off. <laughs> so I can talk as long as I want now without my glasses on. Um, I just want to tell all of you what a blessing each of you have been to me. And <laughs> I'm trying real hard not to get too emotional, but uh, I've been carrying around 54 years of baggage because of the way that I was brought up in the church. Um, I come from a part of the United States that's lovingly referred to as the Bible Belt. And uh, what I've learned in the last four months is that I've grown up with 54 years of people giving me their own interpretation of the Bible. Um, 
I left church 19 years ago, pretty sure that I was never going to darken the doorstep again. Because in going through one of the roughest parts of my life in America, I was dealing with the judgmental looks and actions of people that should have been embracing me. And uh, coming here again four months ago, the, the, the times have been even rougher for me. And I've had nothing but love from the people here and encouragement and uh, counseling from pastor. The biggest thing that I've been able to start putting out of my mind is the misinformation I had of grace. And I, I thank Edgar for sharing on that. Um, see, I saw you. I don't see pastor. Okay. <laughs> Selective vision. Um, I said I've been carrying around 54 years of baggage. That's because the way I was brought up, uh, you didn't take sacrament in church if you felt that you were unworthy that week, which of course would bring all the people watching, oh, okay, Ken didn't take sacrament. He really must have messed up this week. Um, just a lot of really bad teaching. Um, I was baptized at age eight, which is why I'm getting rebaptized in a few weeks. I had no clue at age eight any of the reasons for it. I got wet and was actually afraid I was going to die because I wasn't, uh, I was a bit afraid of swimming pools growing up and being taken backwards down in. And uh, now I, that fear is gone. I'm just worried about drowning pastor when he tries to pick <laughs> me back up. <laughs> but just uh, the, the relief that's come over me in the last four months that I've been regularly able to come back since the reopening of everything. Um, I have friends that have worried about me who are non-believers, who have told me in recent weeks, especially since I've been letting them know since last week my baptism date and saying they have to come. Um, but they've all noticed a big difference in my health, in my um, communication, in my emotions. Uh, they can see that I'm becoming a stronger person. And based on what I need to do for my children, my, my family, um, I need to be as strong as I can be. And so I'm happy to be here with all of you because all of you are, are giving me that strength as well as the Lord. So thank you. God bless. Good morning, everyone. Okay, so I'm coming behind Edgar and Ken. I have no comic relief. That's just not my personality. So <laughs> what I will give you is what I know, what I heard, what I felt, even this morning from today's message. I brought uh, the booklet with me because when, during the foundations class, afterwards I would go home and study, and there was one particular scripture that stood out to me that I kind of dug in a little bit more that I want to share. But I first want to say, I am Felicia, for those of you who do not know me. I am new here to New Life Fellowship and been here um, in Vietnam since August of last year. I'm on a two-year contract, but they've actually already asked me to stay a little bit longer. Um, 
to kind of make changes to the school. I'm a teacher of teachers is the best way to, um, best way to explain it. So like Ken, I was raised in religion as well. Um, this foundations class for me was extremely pivotal because there was a lot that needed to be relearned for me. Um, even like baptism, I was baptized. I was actually baptized twice back home, but I never really understood until hearing this teaching what was actually happening, what I was proclaiming through my actions. So for me to be the age that I am, and I will say that whatever you think I am, I'm probably 15 or 20 years older than that. <laughs> Okay, um, and that does get, it gets asked a lot here. I've never quite understood why. I was actually out with Corey and Freya uh, one weekend, and it was just like, oh, I thought we were done, that I wasn't going to get asked, and sure enough, there it was. And it was just like, why does everyone ask here how old you are? Um, and we kind of had this whole conversation, and immediately Freya, Freya shifted. I was like, just treat me as my, like, just be me. It's okay that I'm 50 years old. Like, it's okay. Just accept me for who I am. But anyway, I want to say that. So it's been a long time for me. So being, you know, 50 plus years old, I've known about Christ and Jesus for a long time. I've learned, knew about all of the language, but didn't have any ownership of it. So in the particular lesson where we were talking about the Holy Spirit, well, pastor was talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, under the promise of the Holy Spirit, number eight, where it says, Jesus said, it is, it, it is our good that he was going away into heaven. Unless I go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That stood out to me. And so I went home and I studied. And I have a tendency to study from the Amplified Version of the Bible. So I'm going to read that to you as well because that will show you where I'm going. So that was in John 16 and 7. And it says, however... I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. But if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. <laughs> like to chew on that said so much to me. Like Jesus is Jesus. But you're telling me that it's good for you, that I, like, it's good that, like, I go away? This is the healer. This is the comforter. This is the savior. This is the one that laid down his life for us. And you're saying that there's something better? Now, I'm not saying, because we all know as a triune spirit, they're equal in glory and power. But for you to say that it's better that the Holy Spirit come, that spoke to me like, like, it spoke volumes in my life. So what I did was I pulled out the dictionary, and I looked up every last one of those words. So I looked up counselor. Counselor. So we know he, he's referred to as a comforter. So as a counselor, he's trained to give guidance, trained to listen and give advice. Think about that, like our day-to-day. -day. Then he's our helper, the one who gives assistance. He makes it easier. Advocate. The person who publicly, publicly supports or recommends, that stuck to me with prayer, because I'm an intercessor. Um, then intercessor, the one who intervenes on behalf of another. Strengthener, designed to provide additional strength, to make strong, to increase in strength, and stand by. Held near, at hand, ready for use. That spoke to me. 
I, being raised in religion, very legalistic. Like, you, like, there was just a lot that I just felt like I had to do on my own. What stood out to me the most from that foundations class is understanding that I have the Holy Spirit. That I have the Holy Spirit as my counselor. Felicia, you're going through things. You have the Holy Spirit to give you guidance, just like Jesus did. You also have him as your helper. He's right there. All you have to do is ask. He's right there. He's present with you. He's your advocate. When I'm in prayer, it's not just you praying. The pray when I'm praying in the Spirit, he's praying on behalf of what I don't even know about. Felicia, he's your intercessor. Yes, he's the one who's going to pray the prayers that you have no words for. He's your strengthener. Like last Sunday, I came in here. This school is like taking me through a little bit, okay? So I was having some challenges and then just being still adjusting to being here. I was really having some questions. God, why Vietnam? Why this? But I knew, come in, Felicia, keep worshiping, keep praising, pass what you feel. It's going to come. And sure enough, before I left, I didn't come out the same way I came in. That was the Holy Spirit. He's your standby. He's right there with you, strengthening, ready for you to just say, help. That was the one thing that I took away, that I hold dear to my heart. Yes, I pray I understand Jesus and what he did for me, and I know that without him I would not even be here before you. But my day-to-day -day walk, what I do, the decisions that I make, everything that I face, it is the Holy Spirit. Each one of you stood up, and when you spoke, what did I hear? I heard, yes, this is what God is doing in her life, but she can't do that without the Holy Spirit. Yes, you're going to go through what you're going through, and he's going to bring through those breakthroughs and those changes, but how is that going to happen? It's going to happen by the Holy Spirit. How is he going to regulate my mind to not be judgmental and critical? It's going to be by the Holy Spirit. How is he going to raise me up to be able to do what needs to be done so that I know and understand him more? It is by the Holy Spirit. Everything that we do, live, move, and have our being is by the Holy Spirit. That, even though it was the entire, like, being taught, everything that we were taught from lesson one through lesson nine was life-changing for me, being born in religion, and that there was a certain way you were supposed to do things, and if you didn't, the, the earth was going to open up and swallow you. But to know that that's not where we are anymore. There's grace. There's grace for where we fall short. There's grace for our weaknesses. But why is that? It's by the Holy Spirit. So I thank you so much, Pastor. Wow. Let's just have a benediction and we can have a good day, right? Wow, this is good. Wow. I, I just need to sit a little bit and process through, right? This stuff. The Lord has sent you guys as, uh, you know, uh, sharing testimony. And uh, because, you know, uh, we've got the lockdown, so we don't have guest speaker coming in. And part of the, if you don't know, part of, uh, of inviting guest speakers, not, not only does can have a break, uh, but it's also like I, want, I, want to, I, I, I need to be minister as well, right? Which means other minister to me. And because I'm, if I'm a speaker all the time and not a listener, which is uh, sometimes I find myself a problem at home, right? Not a good listener. <coughs> and, uh, and, but, as you know, uh, it's good. So sometimes, you know, I, I thank the Lord for all of you to share because sometimes... People don't understand that, you know, when you share a simple thing like that, it ministers to others and even to pastor. It encouraged me. It, um, it um, you know, uh, it's ignite, uh, or, or say rekindle, reignite, rekindle, you know, the passion for the word, passion for Christ, passion for the gospel. And uh, you guys share from all different, uh, you know, angle and aspect, which is the beauty of, of uh, diversity and unity, and uh, which is I, I dislike uh, uniformity. 
and and so uh, you know really blessed. I'm really blessed by you know having you guys share, and really I just uh, you know really just want call up you know call of a day and just just pray benediction. But I know some of you still say, Pastor, you still have the word for us, and and you actually are prepared. I have, but I I just want to I say thank you and uh, you know praise the Lord for what you what He has. Uh, has 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 done in your life and continue to do uh, uh, in and through your lives, amen. amen. And so uh, I would like just maybe have a a quick coffee break, just uh, again three minutes, uh, and tea break, <laughs> and uh, go to the uh, sometime a loo break, uh, you know restroom break, and come back. Uh, I have I have a short uh, message for us. Is that okay? Yeah, grab a drink and then uh, come back. Three minutes. Usher, can I have a, a glass of water or, yeah, a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee and a glass of water. Thank you.
Alright, you can take your coffee, uh, you can take your coffee back to the seat or tea, uh, hold your cup, you know, feel free to sit and sip through a drink, and we get going. The message I have for us this morning in March, chapter 4, uh, verse 21 to um, 25. Let me read for us. Uh, again, um, any version will, uh, will be okay. Uh, you prefer King James, use King James. Uh, if you are NIV, uh, use NIV. But don't fight over NIV in King James, please. <laughs> Some churches of my friend, they, they split the church because one preferred King James and the other preferred NIV. That's terrible. I told, I told a friend that if you really want to argue on that, let turn everybody to read Greek, coin it Greek. Then you got the original text. But even you have the original text, there will be variants. There will be a, a multiple copy of manuscript, which is slightly have a different uh, word uh, rendering. But it's all carry out the same meaning. So don't argue over translation, please. Unless do not use a Jehovah Witness <laughs> translation, do not use uh, uh, a Catholic version, uh, but you know uh, other uh, version simply okay. Because the purpose is to understand the message, not argue over just a phrase or a word kind of slightly different. Because there's room for nuances, there's room for translation and interpretation as as they translate. Right. So any version okay. Verse 21, he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. Verse 23, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For the one who has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Sometimes we read the passages like this, and sometimes it's a little bit of cryptic, a little bit of you know, difficult to understand. But as the principle I share with all the life net and Bible study principle, you know, we make an observation. Then we look at the observation, meaning look at the surrounding text, because every text needs a context. So what the passage before that and what the passage after that. And what, which, which in, the, in the book is in the gospel and the, the letter. So, so that helps us to anchor, like in order to know which type of trees that you are dealing with. You must know the habitat. You must know the, the, the jungle. So if you see that tree, say, ah, that only in South Africa, that only in South America, that only in Southeast Asia. So in that sense, you, can in, you have a, a near, a close to the author intention interpretation. So that, that's the, that kind of reminds us that the Bible um, you know, approach. So a passage before that, uh, Jesus talked about you know, the parable, uh, the purpose of the parables. Um, and why Jesus basically did not say something that just plain, and, and why he spoke in parables. Uh, now, in this particular uh, uh, passage that uh, Jesus already kind of directly 
indirectly mentioned to the disciple and of course those who follow him in the crowd. And he said in, in earlier verse 11, he said to them and their disciple, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables uh, so that um, they may indeed see but not perceive. Uh, they may indeed hear but not understand <laughs> unless they should turn and be forgiven. This is also uh, no time to unpack this for you. But the idea is this, that uh, the Lord, the, Lord, the God had been speaking to the, the people of Israel like God's people plainly, clearly with Simple command, like the Ten Commandments, and, and, and you know, do this, and, and don't do this, and follow this. And, and basically, it's, it's, it's just His love and His grace, and, and He wants to train them. Because if you are my people, you know, walk in my way. If you are uh, 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 the, uh, the people of God, then you should worship God and not like other neighboring countries. So He's been, been telling them and sent the prophets and, and tell them about return to me, return to me. And then, of course, they kill the prophet, they put in jail, they, they persecute prophet, and they continue to live in disobedience until the time of Christ, that when he sent his son, that's the hopefully, hopefully, that people repented. <laughs> hopefully, people that see this is the Messiah that they long for, uh, the long-awaited Messiah, the Christ. Uh, but again, the story unfolds. We will see that he was crucified, he was put to death, and resurrected. Now, what he had been told in the past, in the Old Testament, the, the Old Testament conceals some of the things that people don't see, but the New Testament reveals it, right? So the, the New Testament reveals what the Old Testament conceals. And of course, the, the, the Old Testament conceals what the New Testament reveals. I mean, so that's why we need both uh, Old Testament and New Testament. I know some of um, our of, of, of overseas churches' uh, tradition, they only... They only believe and take the New Testament and they kind of ignore the Old Testament. And that's going to be almost a reverse of heresy because they can neglect the, the, you know, the foundation that how, how, how God has been uh, spoken to all the prophet and the writing and the law so that Christ is the, you know, is the fulfillment of everything from the law to all the prophets' writing. So Christ is the key to unlock uh, all the scripture as we learned last Sunday. But the parable... Because the parable is like this. The parable is like when you hear the parable, it's not a to-do list. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. But it is give you, you need to be able to sit down and kind of understand the metaphor and try to see that what actually the, the message that, that the Jesus tried to, that to communicate to the parable. So it requires time and space and reflection. You cannot uh, read the parable in hurry, right? You cannot read the parable on the run. It, it's kind of like, it, it's practically modern day. You need a cup of tea. You need a cup of coffee. You kind of sip through, you know, and you kind of read and think about it. And so, let, let's just do that for this. For this, uh, uh, in a way, is a parable. But he, he asked a question which everybody kind of in that time kind of understand. Very simple. Life daily. Oil lamp, right? How many of you still have oil lamp? No, no, no. Unless you got a candle, you know, like a, a kind of a aroma therapy candle, right? Um, but uh, as I share with you, my, my um, early days, uh, childhood uh, in Vietnam, because energy crisis. So we use uh, after 5 p.m., 6 p.m. We turn, uh, we we light the the kerosene kerosene lamp, right? 
uh, it smells bad. I mean, the, in, the, in Israel or Middle East, they use uh, nice uh, essential oil or it's going to smell good. <laughs> this is kerosene. It's like, oh, you know, every time you light the, 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 the kerosene lamp and um, it's, uh, it's um, uh, let me ask the Ignitine for your, uh, <coughs> for your general knowledge. You're going to have a quiz here, okay? <coughs> uh, if this is, imagine this room, you turn dark, right? Turn dark. And the only uh, kerosene lamp I'm going to give you, where, where, do, where, where should you put? Where do you put? Igniting? Hello? Hello. You put? You put? This is the big room. So where do you put? Choose the location. Uh-huh. Joshua? Middle. Yeah. Under here or here? Higher. Right. It's just uh, basic physics that you need light, you need to put higher so that it can shine all the room. Nobody put under the basket. Nobody try to hide it. Nobody have a, a kerosene lamp and you put under the top and you don't, don't want, nobody want it. You just have yourself, right? Um, everybody seemed at that time understood the concept because that's their daily thing. And it's the same. I, re I remember a lesson that... I, I, my, my responsibility to turn on the kerosene lamp, and we have a few in the home. And uh, I mean, as a kid, I just put underground, just lay there, put underground. And my dad would say, No, because it should not light the room. So I have to find a, like, uh, you know, a, a place higher, I place in, and it shines to the room. So the lamp and the light is supposed to be on high so that it can bring light and shining to the surrounding. And this particular context, that Jesus' disciple calling them out that, you know, basically asking them a question, where, where are you going to put the lamp? It's under the, the, the basket, under the bed, <laughs> uh, in case uh, some of you need to find something in the bed, you know, <laughs> you can bring it down. But on, on the stand, probably maybe in the room, maybe you have a stand here. And, and so uh, the obvious, they know that on the stand, Jesus, because then he explained, for nothing is hidden Accept to be made manifest or at the translation made it revealed. So the word is to reveal, to be revealed, to be opened up, to uncover, right? Nor it is anything secret except to come to light. You talk about the lamb. Now you talk about the revelation, the manifestation, and the secret. Now this connect, because it's still the gospel, this connect to right with the people of God that longed awaiting for the Messiah, it's to them, it's, at that time, it's still a mystery. They don't know who's Christ. They don't know who's coming. They can guess, but they don't really know. It's still a mystery to them. For us, the mystery already revealed because Christ came, died, resurrected, ascended, and going to be returned. Now, the mystery still for us is when he's going to return, <laughs> today, tomorrow, next year. But for them at that time, it's like they heard about it, but they don't fully grasp what exactly God is, is kind of revealing to them. So in a way that Jesus Christ telling them that I'm the one who's going to reveal it, and you will see me lifted up, you will see me on high, that everything that, that, that were mystery and secret in the past will brought, will, will, will brought into light. All the sin, all the sin from Adam to the time of Moses. Between Adam and Moses, there, there was no law. So people sinned 
this is sin, but they did not have any sin to be accounted for because there's no law. It's like, it's like you, you live in Vietnam and you walk around and you see the traffic and say, is that a law here? People cross red light. Maybe think red light is, you know, like, like wedding, celebration, red lights, go, you know, red light, go. <laughs> and, and so, so it's almost like lawless, uh, right? But so the time of Moses, the law has been established. Therefore, every sin, as you read, beside the Ten Commandment, there will be a Levitical law. Every sin be accounted. If you kill this person, do this, and you'll be executed. If you commit adultery, well, you, you have to be executed as well. If you violate, uh, you know, your, your bull, your, your, your ox uh, hit somebody in the neighbor and they die, then you pay compensation. All the law, you know, established there uh, because that need to be accounted. Now, fast forward to the time of Jesus. If he's the one who fulfilled the law, which means any petty crime or any petty sin will be accounted for on one person. Not that the law is being canceled. The law is still there. It's still perfect. But it's fulfilled by the perfect one is Christ Jesus. So the mystery has been revealed. He's almost like a lamb and the lamb needs to put it on, on high. And so those who follow him, those who follow him will be able to begin to learn a lifestyle of revealing their sin, their secret. It is a sad thing to see Christians cover up their sin. Now, we read the Old Testament. David himself, a man after God's own heart, tried to cover up. God cannot be mocked. He's the God that will use others. Bring prophet Nathan to reveal it. Every secret thing, everything that's going to be covered by human will be revealed by God because God cannot be mocked. So that brings the fear of the Lord in us so that every time we, we, we make a decision, people cannot see or cannot see through our motive, but God knows and God sees. And whether you and I like it or not, it will be brought to light. It will be brought to light. In my own personal journey and seeing other friends as well, you know, people try to cover it up for a year, a decade, or 20. Even great Christian, great well-known. Because God cannot be mocked. He will bring it to light. Because Jesus Christ is light. He's the light to the world. And therefore, it needs to be put up on high. That's why we talk about Christ has to be center of our life. In the middle of the room and on high. Because that's where his, the light shines. Cannot be put in the basket. As a Christian who follow Him, we cannot live uh, a secret life. <laughs> we cannot just say, you know, I, 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 I put on my Sunday best and the rest of my week is, you know, weekday worse. <laughs> and and uh, sooner or later, your friend will know. Sooner or later, your colleague will know. Sooner, those who are married, sooner or later, your spouse will know. A lot of, a lot of, uh, sexual immorality, commit adultery, it usually starts with because trying to keep a secret instead of opening up, instead of confession, instead of seek forgiveness. If, if the, throughout the foundation class, repentance should be a lifestyle. Right? Lord, I sin against you, first and foremost. I sin against my wife, I sin against my husband, I sin against my friend. To you alone, I sin against repentant, quick to repentant. Because why? Because when you repent, open up, light will penetrate. 
light will will shine. So so if you imagine you have a a, a basement, a, a chamber, and all the window closed, the, this room is dark. You know, in, in in pitch black. The minute that you open the window, open the 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 the, uh, the, the what do you call? The tunnel, <laughs> the tunnel. We open the tunnel that where the, the light penetrate in. So as Christian, we're supposed supposed to live an open life, honest, authentic. That's where you receive healing and blessing. That's where you receive light. And so he has said that anything that is secret except come to light. We mean that. It will come to light. It's just a matter of time. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, why do you want to hide something? Because the world teaches us, if you cover it up, you hide, you save. You save yourself. The Bible teaches us, if you open up and confess and let the word and let Jesus deal with and forgive you, you will be saved. Otherwise, you will be lost. Are you still with me? Then he continued, If anyone has ears to hear, I always like this one because, you know, sometimes we read the gospel and, then, and, and you read Jesus, you follow, you follow him through uh, the, the gospel, and you, sometimes people have a picture of Jesus very, um, you know, very soft, very wimpy, and, you know, all, you know very, maybe very gentle. Yes, he is gentle. He is, he is soft at heart, but his word is sharp as a double H. Right, it cut to marrow and bones and cut to the heart. That's why people need to repent. Because it, it, his word is not a, a massage. Right? It's, not a, it's not a massage. It, it is like a sword. It will cut like a surgery. It's like a surgeon who cut. Like, like the idea of circumcision. You know, circumcise the heart. It's painful. No, no, no painkiller at that time. And even Moses used a rock. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know how he did it. Right? It's just a rock to cut. But it's just, even to have a surgery night, it, it, it bleeds. That's why I bring repentance. And so he said, those who have ear to hear, it's kind of a strong word like, hello, I still have ear. But the, the idea is like, sometimes people hear, but they do not really understand and perceive. And he heard testimony. So he, he talked about this. Like, those who have ear to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. You know, every Sunday, I stand here and I speak the Word of God. It, it, of course, it took my week to prepare, prayer, and... But I tell you what, this is reality. It is sometimes sad reality. Usually, instead of people hear the Word of the Lord, some people hear what they want to hear. So the Bible said that pay attention to what you hear. Because the measure, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. Those who have ear to hear, let them hear. We all have ears. But not all of us will hear what the Lord is speaking. Because the condition of a heart sometimes dictate what we want to hear. <laughs> I give you an example. For example, if I say something from the Word of God, let's say just 10. Give you a statistic. 
maybe three say, wow. Lord, that cuts my heart. Thank you, Pastor. You know, the Lord touched me. I repented. The others will say, wow, he's talking about me. You know, I, he aiming at me. Maybe have a personal attack. Wow, this church, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's not good. I feel bad. I feel offended. The same thing. The same here. Because it's, I want to have a word play. A heart is with an H and an ear and a T, right? So an ear to hear, you need a heart that really abide in the truth. T at the end. Heart. Hear. Heart. You need to have a heart to hear the truth. Then your ear will be open and you can abide in the truth. Your eye will be open because of the truth, not because of some, you know, some kind of big mystery revelation. People try to study the book of Revelation, try to find, understand what the number of 666 is. And that's a wrong direction. <laughs> and we'll try to understand who is, you know, the beast. Is going to be Russia or is going to be the North Korea? I mean, for the record, I tell you, none of them. <laughs> it can be the one who asks, all right? Because, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, we're wasting your time. Because that's not the main purpose of figuring out who is the beast. The main purpose of Luke Revelation is that as you and I be like the, 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 the persecuted saint and persecuted church, we testify the Lord and the Lord will come back and rescue. Whether 1,000 year literally or 1,000 year figure of speech, we don't need to know that. It can be millennia, but what we need to know is how we're going to live this life and that we're going to live life under the light of God and you know, there's no secret in us. You know, there will be a, a whole difference between two words, privacy and secrecy. Privacy is what you do in your bathroom. That's your business. That's privacy. Secrecy is that if you do something you know that is not legal, it is sin, and you want to cover it up. And nobody knows that's a secret. A secret kills you. It's, it's fermented your sinful act to the degree of rottenness. That's why when you and I sin, we open it up. We let the surgeon come and clean the wound, put antiseptic, do a surgery if did it, put a bandage on and healing, and limp for a while, let's say just a leg. That's okay. Rather you have a broken leg and enter the heaven. Or one eye enter the heaven rather than, you know, two eyes. This is figure of speech, okay? Do not pluck out your eye when you sin, okay? Please. This is figure of speech. Um, pay attention to what you hear because with the measure you use, it will measure to you and still more will be added to you. I want to bring some practical um, application here for us. You know, as uh, I, I told you, I grew up in this church. I got saved in this church, year 2000. I attended foundation class. Pastor Eric Dooley was a, a, a senior pastor. After nine, nine weeks of foundation class, I have been born again. I got saved. I got baptized in this church. And, you know, so I just, it's just as a Christian uh, with other brother and sister. And, um, you know, sometimes we have, you know, fellowship at lunch. And 
now I recall it, and I know this passage, it's kind of a, you know, jump out of, uh, in my face and like, wow. Because when Pastor Eric, you know, shared the same thing, for me, it's like, whoa, you know, I receive it, I want to do it. And then at the table of, of lunch, some people say, yeah, you know, maybe he didn't mean it. He just say this, you know, it's just business as usual. And some disdain it, some dislike it. Yeah, the same table. You know, but at, at that time, I just, you know, being friend, I, I, I don't know. And it's not my place to correct them. But I, I just keep it uh, to myself. And I just follow the word and, and I, I commit it to the word and, and and I, I, I recall it, the same message. How come people, one is disdain, dislike, and one is really treasure it? Because, because, the condition of their heart. Those who have ear, let them hear. All have ears. For nothing hidden except to be made manifest nor is anything secret except come to light. It will be brought to light. And sure enough, sure enough, the words came around, some of them brought to the ears of the pastor and then dealing with and then tension and so on. Uh, you know, the, in the book of Ecclesiastes, this is the project for, for One Heart. You go and search out the passage that say the wall has ear. Okay? Ecclesiastes, there's a verse say the wall has ear. There's no spy system there, but I mean, the Bible said that if you told things in secret that the bird will bring out, <laughs> the wall will have ears and magnify. So, the best way to live peacefully with Christ and others has no secret. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Because the, soon, the more effort we put to cover things up, it will kill us inside. And the Lord sooner or later will reveal it. <laughs> because the Lord our God Almighty cannot be mocked. You stay with me. Pay attention to what you hear. This is the interesting part, the last part. For the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Those who advocate for social justice, those who advocate for, say, socialism. Well, no, cannot. This is the guy. This is already much, you know, take from him and give to this one. And, you know, and did the guy do anything? No, no, no. But his, his, his sin is he, he's wealthy. Take, uh, take of him and give to others. Make it everybody equal. That's not a biblical concept. And, and when I read that, I said, Wow, it's not fair, right? This guy has more, but he has a bit more. Add it. It's strange enough. Strange enough, in reality, in the biblical worldview, that's have happened. The one who already heard it and do it, you have more. As a pastor, or just, just over about 10 years, about 10 years, I've I seen it. Sometimes I have the message for, you know, a, a small group. And those who already in a small group, they said, you guys don't need it. Because don't, I, I, I felt that those who are not here need to hear that. But they wasn't there. They wasn't there. They weren't there. So the one who there received even more. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like this. It's like, it's like you know, if the God the Father said, okay, we have a banquet. You know, uh, we're going to have a banquet for all you all. As is in the parable, other parable. And invite them all. You know, like send invitation. 
the invited did not come. So the, uh, the Lord said, uh, the Lord of uh, the, uh, the host, that said, okay, go out. Go the byway, small way, invite everyone who comes. Just bring them in. The uninvited will enter the kingdom of God sometime. We're talking specifically connection with the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews are the in, invited, the chosen one. Sometimes they, they, they deny Christ, so they, they're not really, they'll be added in. But the Gentile who be uncircumcised, who consider as filthy as pig, and, and they, they got received and added as, by the grace of God. And I, I, I felt that the same sometimes. You know, I want to give to those who don't have. But sometimes, just the nature of the spiritual realm, that those who has it, will be added more. And those who has not, even what he has or she has, will be taken away. And that's sad. But I cannot stop that, right? Humanly, I want to stop that. I say, Lord, this is not fair. But I tell you, the kingdom of God is not about fairness. <laughs> it's about just. God is just. And he knows what's good. Because he said that, I share with you all. I spoke from Mount Olive, from the boat. I spent time with you, Jesus. I spent at your home. I go fishing with you. I go this. I declare the kingdom of God at the same time. I share the parable, the same thing. You ask for what is the meaning. I explain it. But those who have ear, only hear, and they will be added more. They will receive more. Those who heard it, but they did not pay attention to what they hear, even what they have, will be taken away. I just have to uh, pause here and uh, let you think over it and go home and read this parable. And again, the parable, especially in the gospel, is not, it's not something like, like a to-do list, A, B, C, D. And it's it, it is plain in its message. You don't need to like, you try to find a quote there, right? But it is neat for us to really reflect on it. Those who have ear, let them hear. Pay attention to what you hear. Because the measure that you measure up what you heard, it will measure up to you. And the one who already have will be added more. And the one who has not, even what they already have, will be taken away. Summarize for us. Just two things. Think about the metaphor, the lamp. A lamp. For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest. The Bible tells us you are the light, you are the salt, which means that you live your light open, middle, walk in the light because light will shine. Don't live a secret Christian life. The world tries to tell you, hey, you go to work, what you believe in Jesus Christ, keep it to yourself. You say, yeah, it's my personal. But, you know, it's like the way even how I dress is personal. So I, what I believe is my personal. I'm going to share with you my personal belief. You don't have to believe that. But it's the light. Light just shine, whether you like it or not. But as the light shine, darkness will be pushed away. Number two. The number two is an ear. Pay attention to what you hear. Uh, the reason I put a headphone because uh, new gen young generation, new generation use headphone a lot. Uh, more than four hours to five hours a day. 
you have a tendency of, of, of you know, the eardrum got damaged. You need to he hear some ambience uh, surrounding. I got a young one who shared me like, you know, oh, I said, yeah, I saw you uh, overseas. I saw you uh, using, you know, the headphone for, you know, almost every day you go on the bus, you everything. And now no more. I say, yeah, uh, you know, pastor, I, uh, I realized that when I put a headphone on and go on the street and then every two, I'm in my own zone. And I not really pay attention to the surrounding. And I cannot hear the ambient noise and I cannot see and I cannot feel it because I'm in my own thinking and own zone. And that's dangerous. That is toxic. Uh, because you need you need the surrounding. <laughs> if you on the bus, you should hear the bus and the noise of the bus. You should hear the noise of people talking, because the human frequency, the voice that that create life and create the, you know interaction. Otherwise, you're in isolation. You can be really connected to the world with the headphone, but you're in isolated with both the spirit and with the people of God. Um, and so, if uh, you're a youngster, you're using headphone, uh, you know more than four or five hours a day. Um, you know, uh, the physical damage to your eardrum if you don't know to have the right frequency of the volume. Uh, I encourage you that you begin to also, um, you know, hear uh, the surrounding. That's a, a kind of a practical advice here. But what is here, like, patient to what you hear. Because every day you and I have a tendency to hear from people and not from God. Uh, people mean, can be our colleague, our co-workers, our our neighbor, our driver, our, you know, our, our friends are back home or here. Pay attention. Always assess what you hear. Most of you like movie. Um, I myself like movies as well. But some movie is just like difficult to watch and to hear. And uh, you just have to stop it because uh, the, 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 the word and the, the language there it, uh, are not edifying and not build you up. Because the more you, you, you let that in because it's input, right? Rubbish in, rubbish out. So I encourage you, you know, be, be selective in, in your, your movie because that watching and hearing. As we read the Bible, Sometimes we hear God's voice. Other times we hear our voice. Other times we hear the devil's voice. We must, must discern the voice. Not just think everything will be God's voice. We learned that through the foundation class. Right? I make a quick connection to a modern psychology here for us. In counseling, um, the counselor usually asks someone who is in trouble or in depression or, or in other issues, uh, clinical issues, uh, to really go home and write down what they heard. The idea is sometimes they live a life like this because they misinterpreted what they heard. Sometimes it's just games like marriage. Okay, he's married. The wife say. Um, can I borrow someone? Oh no, never mind. I borrow myself. I borrow myself. Hallelujah. The said to me, like, love, can you take out the rubbish? Right? The such so simple as that. But probably what I heard is you're lazy. You go out and take out, you know, the rubbish. I work all day and you just sit around, do nothing. Why don't you help me out? And I heard that. 
You see, one people said something, the other one heard something else. No, seriously, right? Wow, Jojo, wow, hallelujah. We, gotta, we have a friend in Jesus. Uh, oh, dear. Um, but I strangely, it did not happen when we have a courtship or dating, right? It's only happened after marriage. Things get intimate, right? Um, children, parents, when parents say, Hey kids, wake up early, go to school, get do homework. They just mean that. But what the kid probably heard, yeah, again, it told me that maybe I, you know, I don't study homework. I don't, I mean, lazy or they're they scolding me. No, they did not scold you. Maybe you hear something else. Now, there were times they scold you, like, wake up, you know, it's late, you know. But there, there were times with that. But yeah, children, I tell you, if you're not sure about what they really meant, they come and just, Dad, what do you mean by this? Can you help me to understand? <laughs> and they're probably, okay, no time for it. But okay, well, I, I will have a coffee meeting, right? We have an ice cream meeting. Ice cream meeting, not coffee meeting. So, well, even here, I try my best to communicate the gospel. But I bet that many of us heard very different things. <laughs> not my intention. Not my heart. So usually, uh, you know, in our church, a previous pastor also said this. Is this something that you hear today is good? That's what I meant. Is something that you hear today is not good? That's not what I meant. <laughs> so, give grace to your pastor sometime. Yeah? I try my best to give you grace as well. Right? Um, but because they, we cannot give what we don't have. If we, you and I do not have grace, we cannot give to others. Right? Grace of God, I mean. So it's beautiful to, to hear the testimony about grace. It's the most fundamental, foundational, the salvation that we all receive by God's grace through our faith in Jesus Christ. How can we do not see it? Because the condition of our heart. Because we not live as, as though as a light in Christ. We do not, we are blind, we have blind spot. So the light of Jesus, I'm going to lift it up in the middle of a room, in the center of our light, so it shine. So everything in secret will be brought to light. And here is the place. Here is a safe place for us to bring your secret to Jesus. And I'm here to journey with you. I will not condemn you. I will correct you. I will bring the word to you, but we're going to journey together. Uh, are you still with me? A lamp and an ear. Pay attention to what you hear. Okay? Some of you hear lunch coming. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, we just uh, spent a couple of minutes um, just for your personal reflection, and um, we can have a uh, some announcement and closing song.
Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your patience. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. That even we not, uh, we, we're going to take a lifetime to understand and fathom your grace and how, how great, how magnificent you are. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you provided, Lord, the, the body of Christ as, 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 as uh, imperfect as we are. Uh, and you put us together as a broken brick and you cement us with, a, with grace so that we can become a war and with un unity, even though that we are different pieces, broken in different ways. But Lord, uh, you, you, ma you made us a whole and perfect in Christ Jesus. And even though as we sin and, and we, we our past, you, you, wipe, you wipe our past sin as white as snow. You make it new. Lord, today I pray, especially for those who just share testimony, you, Lord, may that you continue to bless them and keep them and continue to strengthen them. I pray for those who have ear to hear today, let them hear. I pray that, Lord, they live a life, that, Lord, that's going to be shining, is, is, is bring the light of Jesus Christ to the darkest, more, uh, the darkest place in their heart, whether they have a secret chamber or just a secret box. Lord, may the, the word come into that secret place and bring healings to them. Lord, when, I pray that, Lord, that all of us, Lord, always pay attention to what we hear. Sometimes we hear our inner voice. Sometimes we hear the death of a voice. Sometimes we hear the voice of a friend, a counsel of a friend. Sometimes wicked in your sight. We need to discern what is good and what is wicked. We need the word of God. We need your open scripture so that we can see, so that we may not hear your voice and act accordingly. We thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for everyone who have ears to hear. Let them hear and hear your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. 
Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.